Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Before you take your seats, I want you to repeat after me. God loves me. Jesus is for me. Holy Spirit is in me. To lead me and guide me, I am a disciple. I am a disciple maker. All right, greet your neighbor, and then you may be seated. As we've been in this series of the art of war, we're going to continue this morning with the same title that I used on last week. What's your prayer posture? If you remember from last week, the definition that was given for posture was your attitude or your position towards something. On last week, to recap, we talked about the importance of knowing who you are partnered with and the importance of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we also discussed knowing what the word of God says about what your rights are and what has been finished for you. Amen. So you'll know what to pray. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to continue again with what's your prayer posture, but in terms of what your response should be after you pray. Um, let's go to Luke 137 in the New Living Translation version. I want everybody to repeat this together. Ready, read. For the word of God will never fail. Amen. So as I teach today, keep that scripture in mind. The word of God will never fail. Amen. So another way, uh, way that we should be responding after we pray is to be responding in belief. Simply put it, do you believe all that was promised in the word of God for you? Do you believe what has already been taken care of on the cross for you? To me, that kind of sounds awkward asking Christians that question, but the reality of it is that some so-called believers don't really believe. Now you've taken the time out to spend time with God in prayer, but do you believe what you just prayed? Too many of us approach prayer just hoping something might happen. But I am here to tell you today that how you rest in his finished works is an indicator to let others know how you believe. We'll talk a little bit about that later. So today I'm going to go over some scripture that's going to help to build your confidence in what you're praying and 
how to help you maintain what Jesus has obtained for us. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three, from the Amplified Classic Version. In Mark 11, verse 23, the Amplified Version tells us, Truly, I tell you, whoever says to the mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. Trust and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. If you notice in the Amplified Version, in parentheses, it breaks the word believe down for us even further. Believe also means to trust and be confident. Other versions and scriptures also break this down. Um, the word belief meaning relying on, clinging to, remaining steadfast to. We must make sure that our prayer posture, when we're praying, we remain confident and remain steadfast on the word of God. Let's go to Jeremiah 17, verse seven, also in the Amplified Classic Version. Verse 7 reads, Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. So we must believe, trust in, rely on, have hope in, confidence in the Lord, and we're praying to him. We're going to him in prayer, how can you go to him in prayer and not believe what you prayed? Are you wasting your time? I would say so. Let's go to Hebrews 3.14 in the New Living Translation version. It reads, for if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. It tells us to trust God to the end, just as you firmly, just as firmly as when you first believed, when you first got saved and when you were new to the body of Christ. Nobody could probably take you off of what you believed in what God's word said. You know how a little child, 
believes in Santa Claus, you can't shake them off of what they believe. They want mama and daddy to leave cookies and um, milk out for Santa Claus. They just know that Santa Claus is a real being. You cannot shake them off of that belief. The word tells us to hold firmly onto the word of God. Let's grip it and don't let it go. And see, that's where, the, that's where the warfare comes in. We're fighting to maintain what, we've up, what he's obtained. Hold on to your peace. Hold on to your prosperity. Hold on to your healing. Hold on to it firmly. Grip it. Don't let it go. Maintain what he's obtained for you. Amen? And it tells us to keep holding on in faith. We will share in all that belongs to Christ. And that to me is good news because my word tells me that my God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The word also tells me that silver and gold is mine, says the Lord. So (laughs) in faith, we share in everything that belongs to Christ. What is his is ours. We've inherited it. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to Galatians 3, verse 1, in the New Living Translation as well. Galatians 1, Galatians 3. In the New Living Translation, it reads, O foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God. And God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. It says, the real children of Abraham. Ask your neighbor, are you real or are you an imposter?
the real children of Abraham. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews 10, verse 35. Um, what version? I might read it in several. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation to start. In Hebrews 10.35, it tells us, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings to you. Don't throw away your confidence in the Lord. Again, like I said last week, if he's done it before, he'll do it again. That's right. That's right. So you can stand confidently in the word of God. Amen. You can stand on what he's done and what his word says. Because at the beginning, of when we started, it told us that his word never fails. Never fails. Never is never. It, it won't fail. You can try it, but it won't fail. It will not fail. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't care which way you try it, how many times you try it. How many times you put it on trial, it's not going to fail. It will never fail. Amen? Glory to God. Let's see. I want to read that in another version. In the Easy Read version, it tells us, so don't lose the courage that you had in the past. Your courage will be rewarded richly. Don't lose your courage, because you're going to be rewarded. You're going to see the manifestation in the end. If you don't lose courage, don't give up, don't quit on God, because he's not going to quit on you. Amen? Amen? He is not going to quit on you. That's such good news. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, let's go to 1 John 5 and 14. And um, from the Easy Reader Version. It reads, we can come to God with no doubts. This means that when we ask God for things and those things agree with what God wants for us, God cares about what we say. He listens to us every time we ask. So we know that he gives us whatever we ask from him. I think I want to stop there. So because God cares for us and he listens to us every time we ask, he'll give it to us. We just have to stand confidently in that. That has to be our prayer posture in that. Stand confidently on what he says um, because he's going to give us what we ask for if it agrees with what he wants for us. Yeah, important part. If it agrees with what he wants for us. Amen. Amen. 
Let's go to um, Romans 12.2 out of the New Living Translation. For those that don't believe, maybe we can allow this, this uh, scripture to help us. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we gotta allow God to renew. If we're not there and we're doubting, um, we're in worry, we're in fear after we go to God in prayer. Allow God to renew your mind. That's what Romans tells us. Renew, allow God to renew your mind and change the way you think. Then you will learn to know the will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So if his will for you is good and pleasing and perfect, after you pray and you know that his will for you is good and pleasing and perfect, why worry? Why fret? Why doubt? God's word is true. God's word never fails, like we said earlier. We can't go to him and doubt and fear and worry and expect to receive. You're cutting off your manifestation. You are cutting off your manifestation. Let's go to um, James 1, verse 6 through 8 in the Easy Read version. James 1 tells us, but when you ask God, you must believe. Don't doubt him. Whoever doubts is like a wave in the sea that is blown up and down by the wind. People like that are thinking two different things at the same time. They can never decide what to do. So they should not think they will receive anything from the Lord. So that tells me you can't be on both sides of the fence. You can't be on both sides of the fence. You cannot be double-minded. One day you think, oh yes, God, you're going to do it for me, and then the next day you all in doubt and worry and fear. You can't do it. You cannot be double-minded. Either you're with God or you're not with God. Either his word is true to you or it's not true to you. 
It can't be true this week and not true next week. God's word does not change. You might change, but God's word doesn't change. It never fails. It does not change. God is the same today and forevermore. So what, a, what ends up happening is when you get off of your belief, you go back to self-effort. So that's what I'm going to talk about next. So after you've prayed and believed, you should have a posture of rest. We got to learn to rest in the finished works of Jesus. And when I say rest, I don't mean not doing anything because there's still a work to do. But the work I'm talking about is the work of faith, laying hold to your promises that have already been made available to you. Lay hold to your promises. Don't let them go. Grip them. Don't trust them today and trust them today and not don't trust them the next day. We can't be double-minded. Everything was already finished for you on the cross. Your prosperity, your peace, your joy, your healing. Anything that you need, it was already finished for you. And that's just the truth of the matter. So your posture should be believe and then rest. Don't go back trying to finish what has already been finished for you. Move yourself out of the way. Move yourself out of the way because you can't handle it anyway. Move yourself out of the way because you can't handle it anyway. Let's go to Psalms 116, verse 7 in the Passion. This verse was so good to me. Um, The word reads, now I can say to myself and to all, relax and rest, be confident and serene, for the Lord rewards fully those who simply trust in him. Relax and serene so you can get your reward by simply trusting. That's all he's asking you to do is trust. Trust. Be confident in what he's finished for you. Be confident in what's already been done. 
I can trust that even though my bank account might only have $20 left in it, but I got $200 worth of bills left, I can still rest. That's right. That's right. That's right. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret. That's right. He tells you to be serene. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Relax. Don't worry. Get yourself out of the way. You can't handle it anyway. What is your worrying going to do? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Your worrying is not going to help anything at all. Right, make you sick. Your worrying will not help you at all. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When the doctor gives you a bad report, rest. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rest in his promises and what has been finished for you. Rest. Rest in your healing. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Hebrews 4. Um, we're going to start at verse 1 through 3 in the easy read version. The word tells us, now God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. Faith activates the promise. Faith activates the promise. Faith brings the promise into my life. Faith activates the promise. You gotta have faith. 
We gotta believe, trust in, no doubting. So we can experience the realm of confident rest. Rest, peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Just rest in his peace. Peace of knowing that it's already been taken care of. Hallelujah. We can rest. Rest in his word, knowing that it's already done. Rest and not worry when we're given a bad report at the doctor's. Rest in knowing that he's taking care of it. Rest in knowing that he loves us. Rest in knowing that his word says, if he takes care of the flowers of the field, what more? What more will he do for us? We don't have to worry. If he takes care of that little minute thing, what more will he not do for you? What more not will he not do for us? So we don't have to work, try to work it out ourselves. We have to rest and be in peace and know that he's got it. He's got our back. He's got our front. He's got our side. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how much he loves us. We just have to rest, rest, rest in the finished works of Jesus. Knowing that it's taken care of. That has to be our prayer posture has to be our prayer posture believing and resting once we've prayed about something don't go back and try to pick it up we gotta rest Be serene about it, as the word tells us. Thank you, Lord. Repeat after me. God, I thank you that I rest in your word. Your word is true. Your works were finished for me. I thank you that I don't worry, fret. I stand confidently in your word. I thank you. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that we just After we pray, we are in a prayer posture of believing and resting, God. We can stand on your word.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, God. You can just stand on your word, Father God, knowing that it's finished and it is already done for us. We can rest, God. No worry, no fret. We can have patience in the manifestation. Thank you, Lord God. Because your word never fails. Your word never fails. Thank you, Lord. If you would, stand to your feet with me. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.